Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the show. Today's features Tony Willingham of Beyond FM, the Shane and T-Bone show. Had a whole lot of fun talking to Tony about, uh, of course, Beyond FM and St. Louis music and uh, a little everything, really. It got serious. There's uh, some laughs, you know, just uh, a good time, good Good, ch- good chat hanging out with uh, Tony over there at Gaslight the other day. So be sure to get plugged in with Beyond FM on your Facebook and Instagram. Follow along on the website also, beyondfm24-7.com. Download their Apple or Android app to their, your uh, favorite device and listen along to your favorite uh, St. Louis Music 24-7. As always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Swing in and visit them. Shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. You know, growing a big old beard is a surefire way to keep you warm this winter, and there's no better way than grow it out then with Roughneck Beard Company's full line of beard grooming products. Beat the itch, soften, and set the stage for a faster and fuller growth. And you can do all that while saving 15% using my code RPP15 during checkout. Uh, again, you can find all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, combs, all sorts of uh, great uh, fragrances, whatever you're into i'm sure roughneck beard company has the right product for you over at roughneckbeardcompany.com also a big thank you to my friends at friendship brewing company here in wentzville missouri stop in and visit them for some uh, delicious craft beers some nachos some sandwiches some live music uh it's always a whole lot of fun out here at friendship brewing company uh, 25 rotating taps, and uh, they've been just uh, doing a lot to support uh, the community out here. I know uh, recently launched a beer in honor of our fallen soldier, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, uh, and all the proceeds for that beer go directly to his foundation. So uh, pick up some cans of that. And also recently just launched a brand new beer, uh, a s'mores stout. That sounds pretty tasty, so... Come by and by and visit Friendship Brewing Company. Uh, visit at friendshipbrewingcompany.com also on Facebook and Instagram. All right, everybody, that is it for me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Tony Willingham, the T Bone and Shane Show. Um, the podcast is kind of like a it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, what's up? It's T-Bone from Beyond FM, and you're listening to Shane Presley on Rock Paper Podcast. I'm Shane Presley from Rock Paper Podcast, and you're listening to Beyond FM. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. 
you live and direct from ground zero. Here's your hero. Here's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley. and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. Interrupt this program to bring you on behalf of the United States government. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Now, here comes the music.
right, so we're not sure how we're going to start this out. It's either going to be it's going to be like the Shane and T Bone show. So it's a combination between Rock Paper Podcast and and Beyond FM. Yeah, does that yeah, sound man. cool? Yeah, that sounds cool. So, if, but you got to say, "Hey, everybody!" Hey, everybody! <laughs> that's that's the uh, the Ryan Mills version. Yeah, uh, you know he. It's uh, it's you doing imitation of Ryan Mills doing you. Right. That's neat. Yeah, man. Inception, <laughs> like the impression and within an impression. So, if you guys played like Marco Polo in a pool, and one would get on the other side, pool, right. and, hey, everybody, and they yeah. won't know who. Right. Nobody you know. would know. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> what the hell? Blow their minds. I need, maybe I need to come up with a catchphrase for me. Yeah. Well, uh, even uh, like mine is like not even necessarily uh, a catchphrase. I don't know. I, I got my, it's kind of become a thing now that Ryan's done an impression and, you know, and everybody else kind of knows it. But like, uh, it, really all mine is like borrowed from Stern Show because like he starts everything with like, hey now. And then I was just like, so, uh, you know, that kind of, and he brought that from, uh, uh, what's uh, Ed uh, Ed Sullivan or whatever? Oh, Ed McMahon. All right, Ed McMahon. Yeah. yeah, Ed McMahon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, well, actually, it wasn't even Ed McMahon. It was the impression. I think it was on the Larry Sanders show. Uh, they got where were they spoofing? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he said, "Hey now," or something like, that. "Hey now, hey now, hey now." And they're like, "What do you do? What's the hey now thing?" And like, so. Stern kind of brought that front. So anyway, it's been so we're uh, ripping every, every right. we're just oh, yeah. ripping people off pretty off much. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's where mine like kind of the hey everybody kind of started. It was like well we need something to start each show. So yeah, I see it. Yeah, but uh, I mean I'll take it. I guess if people want to, if that's what they my uh, catchphrase, I'll, I'm like all right, cool. Yeah, I think of. Uh, Thinking back in, in the radio terms, like if you did that, if you were on like a regular radio like station, your PD would be like, "You got to stop doing that because you can't announce ever. You're supposed to be talking to one person in front yeah. of you, and that's it. Instead of a whole bunch of people, you can't think of it like that. But sure, but it, it, hey, whatever works. Right? If it I catches, know. it catches, man. I think that's a a lot of why the my show has worked uh, because I don't know any of that stuff <laughs> it's like mine i just yeah, know enough right. to be dangerous yeah, right. <laughs> that's it <laughs> like if anybody like really important ever listened to me they'd be like that guy's awful but right. you know but it's, it's something I different do do. it's different than what everything else was and that's what you yeah. know is part of the beauty of it all so it's uh yeah i don't know man i don't know anything about radio i just uh like, <laughs> like talking to my friends and hanging out so just like well that's know. funny i want to bring this up um because whenever I was interning at the Viper or whatever I was doing there, I don't really know. I was just hanging out at the Viper, um, and things were kind of going out the door. And people were approaching me, asking me to do a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell a podcast is. I mean, I, I kind of know, but I don't know the logistics of it, you know, right. or anything like that. I don't know how to approach it, you know. And uh, so hats off to you because you were the one of the first people that I kind of studied like okay what is he doing because he's doing it and now you're about to hit episode 1000 and you're like what on eight years yeah may, may it'll be eight years yeah. wow yeah and here I mean believe it or not and in time flies because we're about to hit three years right and I even though me uh we ran into 
pandemic and all that stuff. So we didn't do a lot of stuff that we were sure. originally planning or trying to do. So everything slowed things down a little bit, but hopefully now we're going to yeah. step on the gas a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm like looking forward to uh, trying to do some more uh, things, hoping to, uh, you know, revive the songwriter showcase again and bring that back. And, uh, you know, these a couple of different things that I, you know, events I want to do that kind of been put on hold for the last year and a half, two years, whatever. So, yeah, we we were also trying to collaborate with a lot of things, including our friends here at Gaslight. It's a beautiful to to bring this up. It's a beautiful Monday after afternoon now. Yeah, uh, we just went from snow to sixties, and now we're supposed yeah. to go back to snow, and right. then probably back to sixties again by the end of the week or whatever. But so we're enjoying a beautiful day today. Um, but beyond FM wise, we're going to be working with Gaslight. Hopefully, we we are in talks with Pops, possibly doing some Beyond FM stuff and working with them and helping them out and some other stuff. So, and uh, you know, like I said, we started stepping on the gas. We released a new website. We'd had one before that just I wasn't happy with and uh, doing work with some people that I don't really want to do work with anymore. So we re released a new website and i think it's very cool yeah, um man. yeah very user friendly and uh, yeah i wanted to be simple one page not you know not a bunch of clickies here and there right. i just wanted somebody to scroll down and see what they could see and yeah enjoy yeah man i uh i really dig it i mean and then the uh the new app and everything too like it's all yeah because well we've both been on each other's show i i've been on your show once you've been on multiple different things with us plus we've both been on uh you know the stone dog show a few times and and different things like that so we've been intertwined and for me and and to rewind it back to just studying you and now that we're such good friends is chick asked me oh yeah dude you know and we send secret messages to each other in the middle of the night and (laughs) stuff and no (laughs) plotting to take over the world that's a whole nother podcast Yeah. yeah No, man, I'm glad uh, that uh, all this has brought us together and that we've uh, become good buds over the years now. Yes. Um, So let's uh, get into discussions. Um, First thing I want to ask you, because what what the plan was, was for us to ask each other questions. Right. And we're going to release this uh, simulcast, (laughs) I guess, if you want to call it. Yeah. First question I had, what is your favorite thing about St. Louis? Oh, geez. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dig uh, yeah. deep right off the bat. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, I love I love music, obviously. That's a, a big one. You know, it's like I love the community that we, we do still have, like, several pockets mm-hmm. of St. Louis music around the city uh you know uh you you got your it's kind of split up by genre kind of still but uh there's definitely lines being blurred where people you know dabble in multiple pockets of the community and stuff so um so but that's my one of my favorite things i love like the fact that you know even Something like what I was doing with the showcase, like bringing all my friends together, introducing different artists to each other. I love when shows are doing like different mixed genre stuff where people, 
uh, and you, you guys are beyond FM's all about it too. Like, oh, doing, yes. doing, I love that. Yeah. So like bringing, bringing all those worlds together. Um, you know, those are some of my favorite nights and stuff, but so I love that. Uh, I just love like being able to walk in a room and just being like surrounded by a bunch of my favorite people, hugs and high fives all around and stuff, you know, just like the, the music and the music, uh, fans that come out and stuff like there's something really special. I don't I mean, you know, it's, we've, we've probably reiterated this uh over and over you know you to nauseum but it's like it's it's something great man i love uh what we have happening here in st louis music so i do as well um also i i absolutely love the food yeah <laughs> i'm i'm not much of a beer drinker but i love that we have so many options as far as breweries go um I'm not a huge sports fan, but I, I appreciate the enthusiasm from fans, especially uh, really looking back on, on blues fans whenever the blues were horrible and they were still diehard, right. you know, that kind of thing. So it, it means a lot that uh, St. Louisans take pride on being St. Louisans for the most part. Um, only thing I, I do kind of dislike is some of the mainstream media that would it's always putting out and I know it's still news and and, and they got to do it but it still um takes some responsibility for making your viewers appreciate the town they live in more by not uh putting out every single you know murder story or or things like that I know it's like I said I know it's news but it's just quit glamorizing that we, we made it on this worst list every time or something like that. You know, that's why I don't watch news very often. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, uh, that, yeah, the news is awful. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's for ratings, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's what people, people want to, it's something to talk about. It's more, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Like it's, um, but no, I, I agree. I think, I don't know why it, those things have these these things. Maybe St. Louis is has you know some, there are those pr- negatives yeah. and and those happen in every city. It's just oh like yeah yeah definitely. Uh, you can't go into any metropolitan area right. and there not be crime. Right. You know so. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I don't know why it's like you know same thing. We were, I was talking about it the other day about how like there's still the you know feeling about. A lot of artists skipping St. Louis because they're afraid that all their shit's going to be stolen and stuff, you know. And it's like, yeah, that is a real concern, uh, but we don't need to constantly like be, you know, continue to build it up to where it's like that's you know more and more people are afraid to come here and stuff. So yeah, I mean, you you can't tell me that stuff hasn't been stolen on clubs on the Sunset Strip in L.A. or downtown New York or Detroit or you know. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, it, right. it happens. Yeah. You just got to you, you gotta be aware of your surroundings. I wouldn't leave, you know, even if I was like in, you know, uh, I don't know, I'll pick a smaller town out of the top of my head, like Columbia, Missouri or something, where you're not just going to leave your van open with stuff in there and nobody right. watching it, yeah. you know. So this is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, But, yeah, I would. I'd rather focus on the highlights and the, the you know the good things that St. Louis has to offer, and, and you know, but the news, like you're saying, definitely wants to stay focused on the negative stuff. Like, 
but I don't know. That's just uh, the way it is sometimes. But St. Louis definitely yeah. is a music town. Oh yeah, food town, beer town, yeah, sports man. town. Yeah, yeah. There's a that's so uh, you know all my favorite. <laughs> you know, it's like it's hard. I'm not a, I'm not big on the like the just like you. I'm not really like into the beer scene and stuff. But uh, I mean, I I'm, I'm happy that we have so much going on in that. You know, well, I mean, and, the beer scene creates more events. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. And also, a lot of these breweries sponsor a lot of cool sure. stuff, you know, and they've got the money to do it. Yeah, and we appreciate those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's good. It's a, a good relationship to have with all these. Uh, you know, we all working together and stuff, and making cool things happen around town. Yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of a lot of people out there just hustling, making, trying to trying to change the uh, you know what we have going on here in St. Louis. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, so what, my turn now? Yeah, I have a question. Oh, geez. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I was thinking, um, I know both of us are like always hustling, trying to find something new. And sometimes people reach out to us with something new and things. But uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what is like uh, your current favorite song or or artist uh, that, uh, you know, and then this could change in an hour. But, uh, <laughs> it probably uh, will. But what's, uh, when I ask you today, right now, like, what do you, what's coming, what comes to mind? What's like the most, uh, what are you really feeling right now? Um, do you want local or do you want national? Well, let's, let's just keep it local for, for yeah, this. Because that's what we do. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't pay attention to national artists too much. So it, it's, Somebody asked me, hey, have you heard this? And no. And they're like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a snob, but I don't. I don't listen to that. I listen to only local stuff. All right. You know. Um, one thing that's uh, majorly on my radar and, and in, you know, the the band, it's, well, the members of the bands have, have been around the block uh, a lot, but uh, was really looking forward to this project. And, and one of the things, like you, we get to hear a lot of this stuff before anybody else does because for some reason they value our opinion. I don't know why. Yeah. They're like, hey, check this out. Let me know what you think. Yeah. And and the new stuff from Mad Love is incredible. And, you know, we both are huge fans of Chris Kurd. And so anything that pretty much he does is golden to us. So Absolutely. I really enjoy that. Um I know that we also, you know, uh, and they rise has got new stuff out, which I've heard most of that. Um, and a little guy, well, I don't know if he's, I don't want to say he's little, I haven't met him in person. Um, um, Gavin O'Brien, he's a younger guy, but he's been doing stuff since he was little. Um, so I'm interested to watch things happen with him. Yeah. And, um, I'm always, I'm just constantly looking forward to, people bringing out new stuff and that's what I, I i put it out there all the time like hey if you have something send it to me and not just because i want it to play it on the station it's right you're playing on the station i'm truly trying to make awareness to what you've spent a whole lot of time and money on you know where you're not you can put your stuff on spotify and stuff like that and promote it yourself but to have somebody that doesn't even know you on the outside saying hey i want to help you right. you know bring attention to your art and that's the most important thing to me so that's why i'm like 
hey, if you have shows, we'll promote it. We're not going to charge you money. If you got songs, we want to play it. We're not going to charge you money. You know, use us as a promotional tool of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm, I love, uh, it's, it's like a, an addiction, you know, uh, in a sense, like to just like constantly wanting to dig and find new tunes and, and stuff. So it's I like, do it every, every week. I, yeah. I go through, uh, our playlist just cause there's so many bands now that I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see if they released something that I don't know about. And then I'll go on Bandcamp and I'll, you know, do a search by St. Louis. I'll do a search by Missouri. I'll do a search by Illinois and see what I can find there that would not be on my radar at all, especially just even if it's some like a electronic or music or something like that, where I'll like, okay, I'm going to listen to a couple of their tracks. And if I hear something that will be like, that's, you know, I, I want to try to keep things radio friendly ish where it would sound good with all the imaging and, and mix with, I mean, I have a huge mix of what I'm playing, but it's still going to flow right. somewhat together. And I mean, I found a lot of cool stuff like that. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I say we we throw in a tune, man. I think we uh, be pause for station identification. Station maybe. identification, <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe play uh, a new Mad Love tune. We can. I like those guys a whole lot too. And this one is my favorite, and this is Heavy Stones. It's the title track off the EP, and it's called Heavy Stones. The best of everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM.
I can't be one of them No, I am not one of them I won't become Shut up, a When the world's at your fingertips, and your life feels like 
Yo, my thoughts all erratic. I'm constantly in a panic. I'm possibly up my mind. That's probably my advantage. Food, water, and clothes move cautiously as I'm packing. Rifles, blocks, and texts. The shotties and automatic. Some call me insane. Others call me a radical. You can stay in your lane. I would rather be tactical. That's the state of my mind. It's just my way to survive. Try to catch me if you can. Don't ever take me alive. I'm thinking that we ain't ready, but we are, we are. If you're thinking of crossing that line at all, we wrong. Best of Everything, STL, Beyond FM, and Rock Paper Podcast. Best of Everything, Rock Paper Podcast. Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody. Okay, um, we already went through all that. Um, so my next question is, uh, even though the, the market is completely full of podcasts, there's still um, a lot coming out. And a lot of people say, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. So what would your advice be to someone new who wants to do one and, and, and some warnings? Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I kind of had this conversation with a friend of ours uh, last night and um, they, they, he kind of told me their idea and I won't spoil anything. So, uh, but he, uh, I was telling him basically that like the fact that if you're going to do it, there's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of, um, you know, yeah, you can just buy a cheap starter kit or microphones and you can do something just for fun and, you know, a buddy and whatever. You you got to sit down and figure out what level that you want to try to approach. Right. There's nothing wrong with any of this. Mm -hmm. It's just, but it depends on what you want to do. And then uh, like anything, if you want to do, if you want it to be good, you're going to have to invest some money into it and time. And, uh, so better, you know, better equipment equals better sound and everything along. And I think kind of it's gotten to the point too. Like when I started again, we, we didn't know anything about it. We, I had a single microphone, little blue USB, uh, mic, and it did the job for what it was for the time and things. But when I when to start taking it seriously, I reinvested in, you know, more microphones and, mm-hmm. and, uh, better equipment and everything else. And, and again, some of that takes time and money and everything else, but, uh, so I think that's the biggest one is like start with uh, an idea. What you want to, what exactly you have, uh, 
what your goals are with this and then create your the right equipment for the job. Uh, and then this basically for me, what I was telling him too is like, uh, is consistency. Like so many people have a great idea, like, Oh, I'm going to do this podcast. Well, then they only do like two episodes and then they realize, Oh, that's a lot of work and they quit. And it's like, so I told, I told him like, I, re- I don't think, I think the only really reason my show has been successful at all is longevity. I've, out- I've outlasted everybody else. Like, you know, it's like doing the show for eight years now. People like when, like you're, we kind of said earlier when you thought of podcast, you thought of, the, of the, my show and stuff. So it's like, so, uh, and I think that's the only reason I stay in people's minds because I've been steadily doing it for this long and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of, there's no rules to it. That's the beauty of it. And that's mm-hmm. what makes everybody excited about podcasting. Um, but if you really want to do something and, and, you know, be successful with it, I think that's some of the, the keys is, uh, you know, make sure you have a, a proper game plan before you go into it all, what you want to do. And unless that, unless that's your, just your goal is to go in and have fun and goof off on a, uh, you know, once a week or whatever with a buddy and nothing wrong with that either. So, no, um, my suggestion, well, not suggestion, but my warnings would be, I mean, like I said, it, it all depends on what you're going to do, but you, there's a lot more than this recording and talking right. from, I mean, on my end, I have a lot of bells and whistles and I, and that takes a lot of work for me to do, but also, uh, chasing down guests or finding guests to, to have on that would engage your audience. Um, and then, you know, you find them and then you book them and then you got to go back around and reassure that they're going to come on when you scheduled. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure you pick a topic that you, you really know about or else they'll, I mean, it's not going to, you're not going to last, you know, um, on my end, I already, you know, it, it had been a long time, but I've been part of the St. Louis music scene and I've been a part of radio. So combining the two, you know, I don't know anything else about anything else. So <laughs> I mean, I know how to eat food and I could probably do a, a a show where we all went out sure. once a week and ate somewhere and gave our review and stuff like that because we all like food, but yeah. do I, and, and yes, I can cook, um, but I'm not a chef by any means. So I couldn't tell you, well, this needs that and that needs this. I can just tell you whether it's good and whether the ambiance was nice, you yeah. know, other than that. But I've been uh, really thinking about it a lot. Like, and I pitched a couple ideas uh, to some buddies like uh, about starting an, a new podcast, um, just something completely different. Um, you know, I'm like maybe even talking movies or TV or, you know, just something, um, just, I mean, obviously there's no, uh, set guidelines with, for, for rock paper podcast, uh, you know, and the same thing with beyond FM too. You, you know, you guys cover the gamut of all kinds of different topics within the show, you know? Yeah. It's centered around music, but you guys, are open to talking about whatever. And, uh, and that's sort of the fun of why I, the show has lasted as long as it, if I was like had to stay exactly in a, a certain lane, I don't know that I would have lasted this long, but the fact that it's like, I can talk about whatever on the show is part of the fun of it. Yeah. But I was thinking about trying to maybe, you know, doing movie reviews or I, was, I even had an idea about maybe like doing like a, uh, a golden girls 
uh, podcast or something like talking about like uh, the, the series and stuff. <laughs> the Golden Girls. Yeah. Are you a huge Golden Girls fan? I mean, I like the show, but I, I think I think it would also just be fun to like go back and revisit uh, old episodes. The only thing is, I think logistically that one's a lot harder because uh, there's you know like what do we you know I don't know that there's really going to be a lot of people tuning in to listen to us talk about. 30 year old episodes or, or whatever, you know, like, so, I mean, uh, maybe you could go and, and do like, uh, <clears throat> go through like some of the, uh, old seven, you know, seventies sitcoms, you yeah. know, like good times and what's happening and the Jeffersons and stuff sure. like that. And, and dig, maybe dig deeper into, you know, talk about the cast and, and different things that they've done yeah. and, and maybe some of them like, well, you know, well, where are they now? And and different things like that. And reminisce about some of your favorite episodes and, sure. and stuff like that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because I, it was, I'm a huge, not, I won't say huge, but I really enjoyed all those, you know, especially WKRP, of course. But I mean, I loved good times. I loved what's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, I, I enjoyed them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just some of the well, that's some of the ideas. I mean, like nothing's in motion at all. But yeah. I just, uh, but not that I get bored or you know, I just I like doing my show. I like doing the, the podcast, but it'd be fun to just do something completely different too. So, um, and one of them, I pitched the idea to my buddy Dan, and it was like more or less like so we can hang out more often. Like you know, if we yeah. if we. It's hard as we, you know, you know very well that as we get older, uh, it's harder to see, you know, see Man. your friends unless you schedule them on the podcast. You know, it's like it's just easier to, hey, let's uh, let's record and do hang out and do a show and stuff. So it's just uh, not especially the, if you got something scheduled every yeah, week or at right. least once a month or something. At least you got yeah. making that time to hang out. Yeah. You know? So I, it's hard. You know, it stinks that it's kind of gotten to that way, but it's like it's almost like you you have to schedule your hangouts with your friends and stuff like that. Cause it's, you know, we're, we're all working and doing everything else. And so get, yeah, I'm the same way with my kids, you right. know, like when do we have time? I don't, well, I'm off this day, dad. I'm yeah. like, yeah. all right. You know, it's different when they're a little and you know, they're in your house all the time. And now it's like, well, they right. work all the time. I work all the time. Most of them work. Who's calling me? It's, it's, it's scam likely. Phone lines are lighting up. Yeah. The phone lines are lighting up. Give us a call. Um, yeah, because, you know, I work nights because I work at a bar, and they work during the day. So, I mean, I never see them. But, yeah, yeah. I get it. And it, it, that's just one of the things of getting old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought, uh, I mean, obviously none of these ideas that I've pitched are, like, super original. Uh, it's more or less, uh, I think it would be fun. Like, selfishly, it would be fun for me just to, you know, do it. But also, I think, you know, be our take on some of these things so yeah yeah i i i also wanted you know it could still blend in with what i already do but you know i want to get you know i love stand-up comedy i would love to get you know some comedians in here and talk crap um i would still love you know some of my ideas with beyond fm was to talk and have actual conversations with uh, people that are in the radio industry in st louis where it's not like I'm not bringing them in. I wouldn't bring them in to call them out on anything like that or this and that. I just want to have a conversation, talk about their career and things they have done and stuff like that. And we've had a, a couple of them on, and it's been a fantastic conversation. And I learned a lot from them. Um, and I also, I mean, 
when we had cornbread on, you know, he was very, very nervous at first, you know, because he didn't really know what was going to happen. And he was kind of amazed at like, hey, uh, are you guys like live and stuff? And how are you doing all that, you yeah. know, this? And then for someone to be in the radio industry and, and realizing that coming to see what I have done and then, you know, at first it was just awkward conversation because I don't think he was ready. But then he realized that I just wanted to talk to him. Yeah. You know, and he was like, that was, you know, one of the coolest things I've ever done. We was just, you know, at first I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then by the end of it, he like, oh, this was fantastic, you know. And that's what I want to do. Sure. You know, because a lot of people on that side of the mic don't really get to tell their story. And that's what I want, you know. Yeah. He's a good dude. I like uh, cornbread a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I actually ran, it was, I ran into him at a gas station like two weeks ago. Um, and it had been really sunny out that day. And so I came in and took my sunglasses off and like, I didn't really have my surroundings. I had grabbed my stuff and I was sitting at the counter and he was like, Hey T-Bone. And I'm like, and I couldn't like, I couldn't see good enough to tell who it was, you know? And I was kind of in the middle of checking out at the same time and, and he had been given, <laughs> he had been given the cashier a little, little trouble just about stuff, and because uh, he was there for work reasons, and uh, I'm like, who, who is this? Dude? And then I, and then I realized it was him, and I was like, oh, what's, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a cool dude, and he's done a lot for the scene. Um, you know, uh, not just because he was on a radio station either. He just, I think, he just generally enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I was thinking, what is, uh, what, like your, uh, most re- most recent or most, you know, the one that comes to mind, I guess, uh, the live concert experience that's like really like blew your mind. Um, I know, uh, like you're saying, working nights at not as frequent anymore, like you once were, uh, we, we, we both have been, I've been, I actually, uh, switched my shifts, uh, in January. So I'm, uh, also dialed back on my live shows, uh, throughout the week, but trying to make up for it on the weekends. But, uh, is there, um, a lot, a certain live event that, or band that you went to that, uh, really just like blew your mind like that? Uh, man, it's, you know, in, in August I was going to, seven eight shows a week you know because i was, was between jobs and right. stuff like that and i was really trying to get out there and, and that's why one one of the reasons why i when i started all this i wanted a whole team of people because that way we all could be out and making sure that we are getting reviews of things and stuff like that um you know i've got to see recently i went and seen discrepancies and i've seen them before but i've what the strangest thing is I'd never seen them at pops. I've seen them at other places. And so, um, that was a very good show. Yeah, um, with, uh, nonpoint. Well, well, and, uh, their new guitar, Brandon, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I had never seen him either. Yeah. And that was a, a good addition. I think, uh, just gives it a little more oomph. Yeah. You know? he, I mean, he's, uh, I've, I've been aware of him for a while now. He, uh, and uh, he's a badass, and so when when I saw that announcement, I was like, "Dude, that's that's perfect. Yeah, that's gonna be cool." Yeah, I'm bummed I missed out on the uh, the non point show to get to see it live, but I'm I'm really happy for him. And, and it gives a little less attention to Garrett's hair. 
<laughs> now there's somebody else with long hair on stage too. Yeah. But yeah, no. It, uh, um, far as nationally goes, um, I was surprised. So, so I had tickets to blocked over. You know, whenever they uh, went on sale, and they had to cancel due to COVID. And so one of the things that they did, they rebooked shows instead of the full band. It was just Justin and Ryan. And Ryan, if you don't know anything about October, he is the uh, violin player and piano player. I mean, he plays everything, but um, he is the other, like, huge part of the sound of Blue October. And so it was just Ryan and Justin playing acoustic set at Pageant, and it was the best show I've ever seen at the Pageant ever. Man, yeah. And I didn't realize it was uh, just an acoustic thing. Yeah. It, I didn't know either until that night because I, I took a friend who – wasn't a huge October fan, but if you know October, you know, it's very, uh, music's pretty therapeutic and you'll go through a lot of emotions and, and stuff like that. And, you know, she had been going through some stuff and this and that. And I'm like, you know, you ought to really go with me. I had an extra ticket anyway. And, uh, I said, and I said, it's going to be pretty emotional. She's like, well, what if I cry? And I said, <laughs> it's like, everyone's going to cry there. Yeah. No, no one will notice that you're crying because everybody else will too. But man, it was so good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people at first were upset. Like, where's the whole, you know, where's the whole band at? You know, I paid for it, you know? And, um, no, I mean, by the end of the night, I mean, it was just everybody singing along and, and it was just, everyone loved it. And yeah. it, it was, it was very emotional. Um, what was the, What's the best show that you've ever seen? Oh, ever? Ever. Jeez. Think? I, don't uh, I don't even know, man. I don't know if I can pick a single one, like, forever. Like, I see a lot of cool shit. So it's like a... Uh, well, I was going to say, most recently, in uh, the one that, like, has been fresh on my mind, I, kinda, I think I sent you a little snippet, uh, but I went to see uh, MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. The other night, this is uh, a new sounds like a beer. But. Yeah, well, yeah, like Mick Ultra. Yeah, the, uh, like yeah, definitely uh, sounds like a beer. And uh, they, uh, this is a new project with uh, Ben Miller of Ben Miller Band and Pat K of the K Brothers out of Columbia, Missouri, and uh, Ben Miller Band based out of a uh, Joplin area. And uh, but uh, the two of them are. All, more play a lot more folky stuff, uh, kind of stomp grass, uh, things. And there's, a it's just, uh, oh, both bands are incredible. Um, this is something completely different. Like they kind of married that with, um, somebody described it as hillbilly, hillbilly EDM. Uh, there's some likely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I thought that was really a funny term, hillbilly EDM, and it was, it was they. It's like the their same folk songs that they've been playing, but then they also beef them up with like these like beats and like these like I don't know. So and they had like the lights going. They had uh, playing several different instruments. They swapped back and forth singing vocals, and uh, but they played like you know uh, Pat had like a little electric drum kit he was playing. They had a banjo. They had. Uh, like a uh, slide uh, cigar box guitar Ben was playing and all kinds of different toys and uh, up there and, and it was an, an incredible show and so much fun energy and um, so that's the one that's like really like 
I've been thinking about a lot. I'm like, that was so much fun, such a high energy and dancing and having a good time. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, pretty much the exact opposite of uh, your blue October experience. Uh, <laughs> the, the, it was the, the other end of it, all the, all the lights and bells and whistles and everything, all the fun stuff. So, but I love it all, man. Like, like I said, I, there's some of those nights when you, when you get in something real emotional like that and like where you just, uh, get in your feels like those are, those are good nights too. But this one was just, uh, a dance party. Oh so, yeah. yeah. I uh, love those too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like as far like, uh, actually we went to one not too long ago. We, uh, but we got, we got to see, uh, JJ Gray and Mofro oh, and, and blues traveler. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I think my, uh, that, and that was an incredible show. Obviously like Mofro never, J, uh, JJ can sing anything and it's you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, like, it sounds good, man. He's just, uh, so talented, but I think my more, I mean, that was a great night, but I think my favorite one though, I, I got to see him at, um, knuckleheads in Kansas city. And I was like right up front like that too. And like, but I don't know, something about that night was just like all the things clicked and it was just like such a, a perfect event. And like, um, you know, I got, I bought, um, old glory on vinyl mm-hmm. that it was like new at the time. And I, uh, uh, I didn't actually get to like, Handed to the band, they they all ducked backstage. But one of their um, tech guys was up on stage, and he's like, "Go and get that signed by the band." I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be." It. And oh, he's like, yeah. "So he went back there, and everybody signed my record for me." And uh, so, um, you know, that was super cool for sure. But I've never actually got to meet uh, the man himself. But um, be hopefully someday I'll be able to shake his hand and let him know what he means to me and stuff. But he's a uh, He's yeah, pretty, and pretty he special. doesn't seem like one of those guys that, that would be untouchable if you really, no, really right. pushed, you know, contacts and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. hey, you know, uh, I've been doing this, blah, 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 for, you know, a thousand years now, yeah. and I really just like to have, you know, 10-minute interview or something with yeah. you, you know, and just to shake your hand. Um, that'll be my next question. So, yeah. uh famous people or whatever i mean who have you met or or anything like that like uh i mean i maybe none of them are like i've met some really cool people and like they are celebrities but i think the people that i get more excited about that are you know they're superstars to me but not and they're not really yeah. your household names like you know that people are gonna be like oh shit you know so um i don't know i've got on the for the show i've got to hang with a lot of um, interesting people locally, some, some celebrity types like, uh, learn from Casey mm-hmm. and radio, rich Dalton. Um, where well, those were again, radio personalities that I look up to. And, it, uh, and like you, like, you know, like, just like you were talking about with cornbread and stuff too, like mm-hmm. the, and cornbread's been on the show and like, but like just these, it's cool to kind of nerd out with other radio types, uh, and stuff. And, um, those uh, and then uh, David Ruprick from Supermarket Sweep. I did. I, uh, we did one over Zoom. That was uh, fun to kind of talk about uh, being a game show host and stuff. You know, like, <laughs> again, I will, I used to whenever I stayed home sick and stuff and in the nineties. Uh, you know, during school and stuff, I'd always catch Supermarket Sweep on and stuff. And so it was kind of fun to go back through the nostalgic uh, nostalgia of that. You know, talking about that show and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got to, uh, I got to hang out with, uh, Devin Allman and Dwayne Betts, uh, which, um, you know, both of their dads are in the Allman brothers band. So like, that was like 
super surreal moment to get in the like sit on a tour bus and talk to these guys about their music and their dads and like it was just being like one degree of separation from those guys mm-hmm. like and it was pretty wild um and then i you know i go to a lot of comedy shows i got to i've met all sorts of uh great comedians over the years and things and these uh so it's it's fun to get to like have that moment you know the meeting some of these celebrity types and getting to shake their hands and say hey and um you know uh they've all been cool i mean nobody nobody's been uh there's no bad stories i don't have anybody that was really like kind of uh a dickhead or anything. <laughs> you know everybody was cool so that was nice like you know at least everybody's i left with a, a good experience i think probably the one that really comes to mind is like my favorite uh interaction um is gary clark jr i oh, yeah. i met him out back behind the uh pageant after he played there and he was had a line of you know meet and greet kind of thing and i walk up and um i had a poster i was hoping to get signed and he he's back there you know talking to everybody and somebody walks up uh hey uh will you say will you say hi to my uh, sister or something, whatever and on the phone and he's like yo what's up this is gary clark jr and i'm like you know i just <laughs> always stuck with <laughs> you like how cool is that like that uh you know, if it was me, I'd be like, I don't want to, you know, I got these people here. I don't want to talk to your sister <laughs> on the phone. She didn't come to the show. And yeah. like, you know, so it's like, uh, but I, uh, he, but he was cool enough. You know, he's just as cool as you would want him to be. Like he's everything you think he is like, and, and that's the, that was the nice thing about it. Like not to, you know, I would have been really disappointed to find out that he's some jerk or whatever, but he's like just as laid back and cool as you would ever imagine him being. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. How about you? You ever you get to you got any? Uh, I got a couple. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I got fist pumped by Gene Simmons. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, doing a you know promotional thing at Rock and Brews and stuff, and he was supposed to be in town, and he was in town for um, Chuck Berry's funeral as well, and uh, so he did a little interview with not necessarily me, but with the station. And then, you know, he came around and I got a fist pump from Gene Simmons. Now for me being such a big kiss fan when I was little, that was, that was enough for me. You know, I didn't really want to talk to him enough to, you know, cause I know he, he does have an attitude and I didn't want that experience to be like, you know, oh, he was a dick to me, you know? So like, "Eh, okay, cool. Um, another one was Matt Freeman from Rancid. Uh, we were, we went to Rancid. We were going to wait, for everybody to come out and, you know, and it, it was one of those things where it's like everybody was out there and they wanted autographs and stuff like that. And I was just like, I was like, man, I just want to shake your hand and say thanks. And he was like, well, that's the coolest, about the coolest thing anybody's ever done. You know, yeah. I'm like, people just want to take pictures with me and shit. I just want to shake your hand, you know. And so that was cool. I, I really wanted to meet Lars just because I'm a huge Lars Fredrickson fan. But it is what it is, and I'll, I'll get my chance someday. Yeah. Um, I was going to try to do it, do it last time he was around, but with COVID and stuff, they you know people don't want people backstage and stuff. So I was going to kind of push my contacts to get back there, but I did, I didn't because all the bands were like new, and you know nobody wanted backstage. Um, other locally things, you know, I mean, uh, I met Larry Connors one time, which is not hard, but he's a cool guy. I mean, yeah. he's pretty hardcore, you know. For, for uh, uh you know people always picture him for tv but i mean that dude rides motorcycles and everything else and you know still that uh i met our holiday at uh in like high school we did like this journalism uh thing in in columbia mm-hmm. and he was like the um uh, you know 
uh, guest of honor thing, speaker kind of thing. So he spoke to this uh, thing, but uh, it was just like kind of cool having a moment with Art Holiday out, outside of the news and things like. So yeah, I mean, you these people you watch every night for years and stuff, <laughs> and then finally getting to actually see him in person is pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's just people, but it's yeah. still, you know, it's not like they're, you see them every day. So yeah. you run in, they're like, well, you're so, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know. I got a picture with uh, Rennie Knott uh, on a Amtrak train back, coming back from a Cubs card series, and that was kind of cool again to <laughs> share a train with him. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, to you know, when you see these people in real life, like, it's just uh Makes them puts them makes them real, you know. Yes, yeah, it's still the coolest thing that I've ever done, and and we'll we'll even bring up uh, uh, other concerts that we went to that were were so cool, and it, um, and they even remember this because I've brought this up before. Um, there was a show in Rolla, and it was St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I was down there with some friends of mine, and um, they had you know it was it was like one of the perfect days of my life so they, you know they had St. Patrick's Day you know parade that day and stuff and you know a lot of day drinking and whatever and that night in the gymnasium at Rolla was Fragile Porcelain Mice and The Urge and that was just probably one of my favorite shows too just because I was with friends and it was out of town and you know all that stuff all added up but um and I brought this up a lot of times. Fragile Porcelain Mice is the band that I've seen the most live, and I love them every time. I love the energy. Um, I love the the banter, and, and Scotty is so fun on stage. And just just to see what outfit he's going to wear every time, and, and just all the combinations of things. And then to um, have the honor to introduce them for the grand opening of Red Flag was just, you know, I was so nervous that yeah. was about maybe the most nervous thing i've ever done and uh i've done a lot of stupid crap in my <laughs> life right. but, but i was really nervous and I, and I nailed it but um yeah that was probably maybe one of the highlights of my yeah my my so far beyond fm career right. you know because you know i i had watched them as a a fellow band in the 90s and you know we we wanted to do shows with them and stuff. It just never got around to it because we were more, the band I was in was more of on the metal side of things. And it was just a different scene where they were more, you know, the punk and alternative side than we were. And so it, it wouldn't have been a great fit, but it would have been a great show for us. Just not as far as a bill goes it, at time wouldn't have made sense. But yeah. yeah, so that was a huge honor for me. Is that where that uh, your new profile picture came from? Is that the the band era the, with the oh with the hair and stuff? Yeah. No, that was way that was like when I was like eighteen. Yeah. You know, I was huge in the in the uh, you know hair metal scene and stuff like that. I mean, I went. I mean, if you talk to anybody that I went to high school with, I mean, I went to school with leather pants on and and, com- and not combat boots, but cowboy boots with like chains on them and everything else. I mean, I. I was so into it, you know, and that's one of the things I want, you know, that, that sparked a lot of stuff whenever I first started is I had an answer machine with a little, uh, you know, that took a full cassette in it. And so I would do my talkovers and then I would do, then I would put it into my tape deck and then dub in a song and, you know, introduce songs and stuff. And then I'd give them out to friends, you know, because I listened to so much music, like, 
hair bands that nobody would probably even remember unless they were really into the scene back then. And um, they were just like, wow, we're, who, who are this? You know, and yeah. I knew where they were from. I knew, you know, uh, members of the, you know, the names of the members of the bands and, you know, how many albums they had and you know, this and that, you know. I did all my homework back then. And so, yeah, those days were <laughs> weird for me. But, yeah. So Beyond FM originally was on tape? Well, no, I called it, I called it T-Bone 69.8. That yeah. was, that was my, you know, mock radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know where it came from, but that's what I did. And it was nice. fun. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. I, uh, I guess my version of that was like, I just used to, I mean, I've always, again, like you were saying, been a nerd for music. I've something I was, uh, in the, in the, my era the you know Napster came up and like that was like you were I was able to make all these like mix CDs uh mm-hmm. you know and maybe not all uh on the up and up but you know we uh <laughs> at, at the time everybody that's what everybody was doing and but they'd um but those mix CDs man like I mean I mean I still uh I had a ton of those and funny story uh so I had this like a giant binder like everybody did of CDs and and um somebody like swiped my collection at uh like a, a football game or something i had my uh i think i don't know I, why i had them there but they were i had a cd binder there with my book bag or something and somebody took it and uh like a couple weeks later i'm for whatever reason walking on the other side of town and uh there was a cd like face down i flip it up and there, it's a shane's mix on it and stuff so I'm, i just imagine somebody like cruising around like going through my cds like and then oh now this sucks <laughs> just like throw it out the window and like and so I always hoped that if they did find my collection, that they would at least appreciate it. But apparently not. And like since they're all scratched up on the on the sidewalk now and stuff. And but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I used to do that. So I'm not maybe not to talk over, but the you know, I definitely would put my own mixes together and stuff yeah. of all kinds of tunes that I, I love, and I would try to give them my friends and be like, "Here's something, check this out." I'm sure. I'm sure if I found one now, I'd be like, "What the hell yeah. was that?" All right. I mean, because it was already. I already had it instilled in me that I wanted to play uh, different genres back then, you know, so it'd be like, um, you know, like maybe some obscure Motley Crue track and then it would go to like <laughs> a band like White Trash, which is like, White Trash was like a, a they, they marketed them as a funk group, but really, I mean, technically it was like, it was ska with a, a bunch of long haired white guys, you know, and it, it was cool i mean they put on one of the best shows i've ever seen too at mississippi nights you know they had you know the the horn section and everything else you know and it, it was it was funky it was fun yeah um to you know playing like ice cube and and stuff like that people are like what the what's wrong with you man <laughs> you know but that's what i've always done yeah. and enjoyed yeah yeah man and you know sometimes i I'd miss my mark and sometimes I would hit it and you know people I think appreciate at least the attempt of like here man here's a here's a tape that I think you like that I mixed for you and you know sometimes be like what the hell was that but uh, you know thank you for giving me that song because you know even back in the early days you know if I sent somebody like uh, oh, you know, because I would be one of those guys that like, oh, new albums coming out on this day. I'd be at the record store as soon as they opened to buy it, and right. and then I would make a mixtape by 
the end of the day or the next couple of days and handed out to friends that had one of the tracks on there like oh this is one of the new ones but this isn't the single this is a deeper cut you know here listen to this and yeah i think people appreciate it and so that's what i do now on a larger scale <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well uh you want to take another break and uh play a tune we can play a yeah. tune you mentioned uh, Gavin. I don't uh, Gavin O'Brien. I know much about him yet, but Gavin uh, O'Brien. I I don't know a lot of, a lot about him either. Uh, fortunately, I'm going to have him on our show on March seventh, where I can actually sit down and talk to him. Um, looking through his Facebook and stuff like that, I do believe that he, when he was younger than he is now, um, like. I want to say 12-ish and stuff like he did, like in Elvis impersonations and stuff like oh, that. Right. So, I mean, he's been playing music for a while. I, I just think now he's really coming into writing his own. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's very, it sounds very Britpop yeah. a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, but he's got a good mix of, of folk and, and some rock and some alternative in there too. And, and so it's it's good stuff, and I think he's well on his way to to developing himself as uh, as an artist. And I'm really looking forward to see what happens with him. Yeah. And so uh, this song is um, "Pretend Bored Again," and it's Gavin O'Brien. Beyond FM, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, the three one four, St. Louis, Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. You know that I pretend, yeah, I pretend that it don't bother me, but it all That it don't bother me, but it all knows. Oh, no. 
What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan Suter, and you are listening to Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. mentioned uh like hair metal stuff mm-hmm. have you watched uh any uh peacemaker yet on hbo no i do not have any hbo stuff so yeah well, you should check it out when you get a chance because it's uh it's really cool uh it's a it's a great show very funny um i don't know if you're, if you're familiar at all it's uh it's uh this is this series is a spinoff from the suicide squad movie mm-hmm. um and this is also so Peacemaker was in there, and then this is like his own standalone show. Uh, John Cena is Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and written by and and directed by James Gunn, who did all the did the Suicide Squad movie, the second one, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and all that. But 
uh, really uh, a fun show. But what made me what made me think of it all is because like the whole soundtrack is like all these like uh, you know hair metal kind of songs and stuff and like uh, and it's uh, <laughs> like the, the soundtrack makes it even better. Like I don't know, like it's just really well done. But there's uh, official playlist on Spotify and stuff, and I've been um, I put it on a lot of work and just like it's just fun to dance around and sing these songs and stuff. But like uh, groups like uh, the Choir Boys, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, uh, Firehouse, oh, God. Um, <laughs> like uh, there's like uh, a lot. I mean, and none of them are like nothing's like super big name stuff, really. Like you know, but it's all just good tunes. And so there's a lot of things I'm learning. There's some newer stuff in here too, like Foxy's Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh but anyway, uh, so it seemed like it'd be right up your alley or something that, uh, the tunes for sure that he'd be into. And yeah, I, I, there are times where I will just get on a kick and just, you know, listen to some of that old stuff, you know, like, um, I, I loved faster pussycat. Yeah, and, that's on there also. <laughs> um, I really, I really dug like uh, when there was like a transition period of from like um, hair bands to kind of the alternative switch, where you had bands like Saigon Kick and Love Hate and Electric Love Hogs and um, just a bunch of bands like that that just were shifted away from the normal hair metal stuff but they were still marketed into that and right yeah such cool bands yeah but yeah man that's so uh, that's my plug for uh for peacemaker check it check it out <laughs> like, it's uh i've been really like um especially working the uh the shift i am now and then like so that when i go home i'm like still uh you know wide awake and typically previously i would go out and i would do the podcast or go to a concert or do you know mm-hmm. all these things well now it's 11 o'clock at night and everything's shut down so i'm like well i go home and i just watch tv for several hours or work on the show and stuff so it's like so i've been watching more tv and movies now than i have and that's the same with me like you said you get off work and yeah. like what am, what am i going to do right like, go somewhere for an hour and especially for you because you're way out there right. you know like what am I? By the time I get anywhere, it's going to be fifteen minutes, and then they're going to yeah. shut down, <clears throat> and uh, you won't even get to catch t- hardly a set. Sure, you know? yeah. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV too, um, and it's. And I don't want to spend any more money. I just I keep, just you know, by the, I'll get home, and then by the time I find something to watch, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed now yeah. because it took me an hour to find something that I haven't seen or sure. worth watching. Um, I really would like to watch the the Tommy and Pam thing yeah. just to watch it. I'm sure it's not fantastic, but I've heard good things about it. But yeah, I, uh, a friend of mine actually is in there. Um, well, where I lose, I use the term friend loosely, I guess. Uh, where why we know each other, but uh, I do that with girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just a girl I like. She right. doesn't even know we're in a relationship yeah. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just think she's hot, so she's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my buddy Adam Ray, he's a comedian and been doing a lot of uh, big things, been in several movies and stuff. But he also does some impressions, and he so he does uh, the the Jay Leno and scenes. Um, and so they had him like in a prosthetic uh, mm-hmm. chin and everything to look like uh, Jay Leno, and and he does the voice and all that. But so there's like things where, and you know, keeping it true to the 
the uh, the time and everything with being talked about on tonight's show and stuff like that. So, um, how was how does one feel about a, someone doing an impersonation of them and have to have a prosthetic <laughs> yeah, chin? Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think a lot of those. So I've been listening to, uh, you know, kind of also bringing it together, podcasting and stuff. I've been listening to this podcast uh, called Fly on the Wall. It was a new one that launched in January with Dana Carvey and David mm-hmm. Spade. And they they talk a lot of SNL stories with, uh, and they've had some great uh, people involved, either host or uh, cast members of the show and stuff. Like, um, you know, they had Chris Rock and Conan O'Brien and Tom Hanks and... Um, but you know, just so a lot of fun people, and but they they had Daryl Hammond on a little bit ago, and they were talking about a lot about impressions because mm-hmm. Dana and Daryl did all sorts of characters on there. It was uh, and um, you know they've you you kind of forget like you're just doing it, but like not necessarily any of them are flattering or or uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like there is just so you find something that that hook and then like. None of them are like, you know, so not a lot of the people like really appreciate the impressions of them because it's sort of kind of, in a sense, making fun of whatever it is that they do kind of thing. But some people get a kick out of it. Some people are more appreciative than others that uh, somebody took the time to even do an impression of them. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, like I said, I'm not, most of them aren't very flattering, I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it would be, uh, I don't know, it'd be weird. Like, so far, all my the impressions of me are usually only one line. So, yeah. so it's like, and nobody puts on a, a chin. I don't think so. No, it, and someone have to put a lot of bleach in them for to impersonate me. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And be able to get their yeah. voice real deep. Yeah, yeah. I walked in uh, to a podcast the other day, and uh, the guy uh, met, the first time we met, and and he goes, uh, he goes, do you sing? Do you sing? And I'm like, no, I was like, I mean, besides in the car and some karaoke, maybe every now and then. Some rubber ducky in the bathtub. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. And he goes, man, you got, you got bass. So he's like, it's so you need, uh, so he was thinking I need to be singing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about all that, but. <laughs> I don't either. And I yeah. think I'm a singer and I, I still don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, uh, so I've been, uh, <laughs> watching, I've wa- been watching a lot of that. I watch Peacemakers over now, but I've been watching that. I've been watching uh, um, Righteous Gemstones also on HBO, and uh, and uh, but I also recently watched a movie uh, Kodachrome that I. Uh, oh, that was that, a great movie. Yeah, I, m- I mentioned it online, and you commented. That's why I wanted to bring it up, man. I was like, this is a uh, who's I don't know, like when you know we're talking about you know getting emotional at concerts and you know power of uh some of our favorite music performances and stuff and but watching this movie like i don't know it, the i hadn't really felt this way about a movie in a long time like those movies i get i get into and things but this one like was wild for me like very uh um almost like showing my future kind of thing yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I connected so much to it that like it was, I felt like this is like whatever was that premonition or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of thing. It was like, it was so weird for me to like watch this and like getting connected to these characters and things. Cause, um, 
and it was a it was a it was a very guy oriented movie. Yeah, too. Sure, you know, based around you know father son relationships. Yeah, you right. know, but um, uh, so you know the the first uh, thing is like Jason Sudeikis' his character is like uh, a works at a record label and mm-hmm. I was like a total music nerd. So mm-hmm. I'm like, are, like already checking that box. Like, it, I mean, I don't work at a label, but just like, just being that connected to music and things like that and being around the music, I was already like, okay, this guy's, we have a lot in common. And, uh, and then he says he hasn't talked to his dad in like 10 years. And I was like, Oh geez. And I was like, uh, you know, there was another one, like me and me and my dad don't really uh, talk. And uh, so like, I was just like, Felt like, uh, you know, that this is again, this is just relatable, yeah, you very, know, very, yeah. very relatable yeah. to my personal life. And there was, there's so many things that were started checking boxes and I'm like, geez, man. Uh, so like it was, it really, uh, was uh, heavy on me, man. But like, it's, it's cool when, you know, that you can get to those things. You can have, have those bands like, you know, for you at blue October and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And like that, you connect to on that level to where it's like, you know, you totally get it. Everything like these songs speak to me or this movie or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been thinking about that movie a lot. Like, uh, and I'm hoping that that's not how it goes, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it stinks that me and my dad have the, uh, that our relationships the way it is and stuff. I wish it was different. Yeah, I, I feel you with that too. Because um, I mean, I wish I was closer with my dad, and and I did have some weird uh, family things where, and I didn't learn until I was like thirty six ish, where um, I found out that I was adopted, but I was adopted by my grandma, which I always, you know, growing up, she was mom to me, and then thirty six years old, and my how do I explain that? Um, so my biological mom, I knew as my sister most of my life and she had me at 13. So, you know, 13 years old in the seventies, having a kid, uh, you know, it did, it would have been very hard. And so my grandma adopted me, but nobody really told, nobody told me anything until I was like 30 in my thirties a lot of therapy after that, but, <laughs> but I, I get it. Um, so, um, yeah, I haven't talked to my adopted father since for six, seven years now, but we did have a, a, a one time have a sit down because we did even growing up, we never got along. He was very military oriented and, and things like that. And so we just didn't see eye to die, but, um, later on as me becoming a father and and almost to the point where you know all my kids were growing up and stuff like that and he you know we sat down and had a heart to heart one night and you know he was like I I am very proud of you as the father that you've become and the person that you've become and and, and things like that and so yeah so that movie I mean same way where the pictures at the end of the movie just not only were they great pictures, but I mean, you were just like, you're seeing those pictures and you're just ball and you're like, Oh my God, this is cracked. You know? Yeah. But that that was also another layer to it was that, you know, he lost his mom, Mm -hmm. uh, young and, uh, you know, so I was like, so again, like my, you know, another another box check that, uh, for my story and things, but, but yeah, it was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, 
watch it and, and bring tissues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even especially if you think you're the toughest guy in the world. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna realize that you're you know not. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, I didn't know. I didn't. I don't. I. I think I knew a little bit of uh, some of that story. Uh, just knowing you through, you know, hearing some of the other shows and stuff. Yeah. But, but I don't think I fully realized uh, all that about you. Yeah. Um. But uh, so thank you for sharing that, man. Hey, no problem. Uh, it 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 made me who I am today. Yeah, that's uh. I mean, that, that's how I feel about it too. Like, um, actually, kind of had a deep conversation the other night with a friend about it like and yeah i wish things were different and it you know tears me up that it's this way but i also use that as a kind of fuel to the fire like to to not be like that you know mm-hmm. to be different to you know um you know something i don't have children of my own but you know someday to make sure that it's a, it's a different story than than my own and well, and those things, I think, um, especially once you get <laughs> seasoned as me, um, <laughs> that it uh, makes you realize how important the relationships that you do have right. on both ends. You know, you you have a relationship with your father or I have one with mine or who, whoever, whoever it is, but they're not in your life. But there's still a relationship, whether anybody if the other person is not involved, it's still a relationship because you have a relationship with that. They might have a relationship with you, but you have a relationship with that. And so um, it makes you appreciate the ones that want to be in your life every day and getting the phone calls and the texts at 11 o'clock at night, sending you (laughs) you songs or, or videos or or whatever, or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's it's balance, right. what it really is. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I don't know, man. For me, it's like really weird that uh, that our relationship, uh, me and my father, is like uh, kind of turned the way it did because like he's the one that like got me into the music as much as I am and stuff like that. So, uh, and the fact that he like doesn't want to be involved in all the, the the cool music stuff that I'm doing, like it's really strange to me. Uh, considering like you're the one that started all this. So it's like, um, so I don't know. I have that. I have that with my brother. He, you know, he influenced me a lot growing up and stuff like that. And, and even friends that I had growing up, um, because we were all heavily in the, in the music. It was maybe different genres or, or things like that, but we were still heavy in the music. And then to get into my late forties and start doing, what I dreamed about when I was 14, 15 years old. And for some of them not to, you know, I mean, they know what I'm doing, but they're not following like, like I thought they would like to be into it. You know, because whenever I first started, I approached them all the ones that knew me when I was younger and said, Hey, am I the guy to do this? You know, this is, you know, do you think this is my, destiny you know or 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 my calling or whatever and they were all you know thumbs up about it but now that i've been into it for three years they're just they don't have a clue of what i'm doing you know one guy one of my friends just even brought it up like he's super into metal he's like yo man you ought to do this uh all metal stuff and blah blah and i'm like i did an all metal show for three months it just didn't really 
take off and it yeah. didn't it didn't have the grip that I thought it would and there's really I mean I'm sure there's a lot more in St. Louis but there's really not a lot of metal bands in St. Louis that right. are just they're just not um I I'm sure there's a lot that are underground that I don't know about that are still in the garage or or whatever but I could probably only think of 10 off the top of my head that are just really metal metal, you know, the kind of kind of metal that he listens to, you know. And so, yeah, it, I, I get it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you still, is your mom still, uh, have you got, did you guys end up? My, um, adopted mom. Um, grandma, whatever you, I, we, me and my ex-wife always kind of joked around about it. So now every time when I explain anybody that I say, um, you know, like my biological mom is my sister mom and then my <laughs> adopted mom is my mom, grandma, you know, just, it's weird because, you know, at that time, everyone, all of a sudden I had to switch, you know, roles of what everybody was. So my brothers became my uncles, my sisters became my aunts. Um, except for my one sister who be, who was my mom, my mom became my grandma, my grandpa, yeah. my father became my grand, you know, everything had to switch. It was very weird, but I, I mean, I, I get like, you know, uh, grandma helping out and, and adopting you or, you know, and all that. But like the fact that like to, that would be so exhausting to like maintain that story that the lie for, yeah. 36 years like you know that would be you know especially like that long like you know get maybe protect you as a kid you know mm-hmm. whatever but like you know even at 8 to 15 16 18 whatever yeah. you know like you were old where enough. i could grasp it or yeah, right. you know at least grow into my adulthood yeah. understanding it instead of hitting me with it while i'm in adulthood but yeah but I, it is what it is i sure. mean my my mom, grandma, uh, she she's always been super supportive, and, and I yeah. necessarily that's that's the only thing I would have changed about our our relationship. But I mean, from me being in so much into music and dressing like a weirdo and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff and going through just everything, plus the other side of things um, of me being albino and not understanding all of that and going through all that where you know people are cruel i mean especially when you're in elementary school in junior high it's just is people are horrible to each other right. and even if you're a, a, a normal average everyday person it is still rough <clears throat> so that's one thing i try to explain to my kids it's like they had trouble at towards the end of high school where they dealt with depression and, and learning who they are and things like that. And I, you know, uh, I explained to them, look, high school is nothing. You're not going to deal with this bull crap in real life. Yeah. You know, it's real life after, you know, after high school is done, real life is so much better, yeah. you know, especially if you get a chance to go to college where, you get a lot more people together that are, you know, you get into clubs that are like-minded like you and, and things like that. And so, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I had a really unique high school experience. Like, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a, uh, I had a really good time in high school. Um, 
I didn't really have like the click kind of thing. We were, I was pretty involved in a lot of different things. Uh, I was the same way. I hung out with people that were, you know, I hung out with jocks and musicians and, and skaters and punk. I mean, uh, I would talk to just about I mean, even like what you would consider nerds and, and, and whatever, uh, some smarter people um, that I, I don't know why people just, by the time I got to high school, I was so into what I wanted to be and be, I was a person that was strive to be themselves and just be open-minded about everything. And so I guess I was kind of approachable. Plus I was a lot, a lot more vocal than I am now where I was just, I was just a goof, you know, I didn't care. And so people, people relate to humor more than anything. If people find you funny, they, they think you're uh, more approachable than anything else. And so, yeah, so I, I would, I th- think I was pretty diverse. Now yeah. I didn't go out and go out to a lot of parties and things like that. But as far as being in class, I, it, I was, you know, friends with everybody. Right. Yeah. We, uh, we were like an annex that started. Uh, so like I basically was a senior for three years at our school because, uh, you know, each year we were the top class, uh, mm-hmm. as they, as they grew. So, um, yeah, we were already a, a small, you know, start. And even then when I, our graduating class was like, you know, um, I don't know, it was a couple hundred, but it was, you know, pretty small for <laughs> that's for, small yeah, compared for, to what I, what I dealt with. Yeah. So like we, you know, it was very, uh, different compared to, um, you know, a lot of people's high school experiences and mm-hmm. stuff, but so it was fun though, man. I, I liked what we, we had going on out there. It was fun. It was, uh, it was just unique. But, um, I, uh, you mentioned, uh, being albino and I know you are a, uh, a big fan of, uh, brother Ali uh is that something that you guys is like why part of your why you like him so much is because you guys uh have that in common that you yeah I think I just think we can I mean I think he would be probably my favorite artist if it wasn't for uh, not that it bothers me that he is but I can't relate to all the Islam stuff that he does yeah but as far as you know um you know, the things that he, he could, if I walked up and talked to him and we just started talking about uh, the, the whole albino thing that sure. we would have a great conversation for a long time, you know? Right. It's, it, well, it's like that whole thing, like, cause I hear some guy that looks, you know, looks like me that's, you know, yeah. out there doing it and stuff. So, uh, I think that's a, like important. For, at first for a I had this friend that I worked with and I didn't know who brother Ali was at that time, but he was into, he'd, he'd been into hip hop for a long time and stuff. And so he's, you look like brother Ali. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, and I looked him up and I started listening. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. You know? And I don't know, just, uh, yeah, I can just relate to him so much, especially the song Forrest Whitaker period, you know, that it's it just anybody with albinism can relate to that song. And there's nobody that's, you know, that, that subject has never really been written about at all, you know? And so, yeah, that's, we should, we should play that song. We should, we can get away with it. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be down with it. He'll yeah, understand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I love, uh, his stuff. He's, 
and he's so cool. I got to meet him at uh, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Came to town with a uh, uh, atmosphere on a show uh, at Blue Note, mm-hmm. and uh, Dem Atlas I think opened up the show also. And like, I don't know, it was awesome, man. It was like he he's just uh, one of those also that's just super chill. Like he just it's just something about. Um, and and if people don't know this, that the whole Rhymesayer Minneapolis hip hop scene is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of it. Um, and speaking of which, I mean, I and I got to meet Brother Ali before, yeah. and um, it was very chill. And he is coming back. Who was it? Where is he coming to? Is he coming? Uh, old Rock House. Old Rock House. Yeah. That would. That's going to be dope. I got. I got April. Get April 17 or something like that, yeah. whatever, something like that. I definitely got to get tickets for it because yeah. one thing that was cool. So when I met him, you know, we paid for the meet and greets and stuff and it was all cool. But then he, so I'm standing, it was at, it was at, uh, at the time ready room. And, um, so, you know, the stage over here to, to the left of the stage of your face and it, they had the, the, you know, the, um, guardrail there. So, and he, uh, walked off stage and he just walked down and like he was standing just right next to me and he just looked over. He's like, so what'd you think, man? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that was so good. You know? Yeah. And you know, he's kind of, when he speaks, he's a little, uh, light and you know, and he's, well, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. My brother, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, he's, uh, Incredible. Well, the whole like everything like you saying rhyme slayers like there was a lot of really talented people there and, and involved in it mm-hmm. and um but yeah I, I love what he's doing i love uh atmosphere has been one of my favorites for many atmosphere years. And, and prof who just yeah. played here to a sold out yeah, show i was bummed to miss, to, miss, to miss yeah. prof also yeah and i mean i know he's not involved with rhyme slayers anymore but Mac Lethal was involved at Ram Sayers at one time. Yeah. Um, Idea, rest in peace, you know, uh, Ace of Rock, uh, just so many uh, evidence and yeah. just so many great acts out of that label and out, right. of that, out of that. I mean, I know Mac Lethal is not from Minneapolis, but still, it's their their mind is, is open to real hip-hop sure you know and it's from a place in the you know midwest that it's just and it is cold and it's crappy but that town is so musically uh brilliant yeah and i one day i will go there and i will kneel before first avenue you know and like you know kiss the wall or whatever just because i i was a huge prince fan going yeah. up and stuff too so i mean it's like that place was like kind of a mecca for me yeah you know. yeah he uh He's pretty good. Yeah. Prince. He's he's done a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he did his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, man. I was like I I like it. um you know, I just the lyrical content. That's the thing is that those those that's the first and foremost I feel like that separates uh Ryan Sayers from a lot of people is like the fact that these are uh storytellers and yeah. you know and everything else like it's not yeah, I mean the instrumentals are cool too, but there's not there's not the the beats that uh, there is not the the thing that 
uh, you know, that is really selling the song and stuff. It's the content that's being spoken. And, yeah. uh, and that's what, uh, I feel like it's kind of lost on a lot of modern, uh, hip hop. And I think a lot of them, uh, at least in, in that, uh, in that label and that group of, of, of people, um, that they not only kind of compete with, you know, their, their cadence and their flows and, and just all kinds of stuff, but they also promote at the same time, like, Hey, you might not be able to do this the way I do it, but you do that the way you do it. And it is incredible, you know? So don't look at me and think that I'm better than you because I can do this like this because you're doing something just as beautiful. It's just right. a different way. And oh, I yeah. wish we could just intertwine that around here sure. more. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of it here, but it's just, not, it's not like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. God, I got goosebumps. Just thinking about it now, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's what it should be like, man. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Let's, uh, you want, do you want to throw in that Brother Ali tune? We can. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll come back and we'll wrap things up. All right. We'll do that. Oh, sure. And yo, whatever comes up, comes out. We don't put our hands over our mouth. And whatever comes up, comes out. We don't put our hands over our mouth. Whatever comes up, comes out.
the best of, well, not necessarily STL. It is the best of Minneapolis out there with Brother Ali and uh, hanging out with Shane Presley. Of course, we're doing the uh, Shane and T-Bone show too today. Um, yeah. Little Beyond FM Rock Paper podcast uh, uh, combo, if you want to call it. Uh, I was trying to pull up uh, that show information while I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, April 14th. April 14th. Brother Ali at Old Rock House. Old Rock House. That's going to be fabulous because, one, the weather should be good by then as well so that you can enjoy the patio and stuff like that because that's one thing that's just cool, just hang out at the patio. And, uh, and, I, and knowing Brother Ali, I think he will just... Once he's done, he's just going to come out and hang out and yeah. shake hands and stuff right. and, and chill with everybody, and I think it'll be... That's kind of the fun about Old Rock House, too, that, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of artists that do... Because that, they don't really... You know, it's not... There's not like a... Like the pageant where they walk off the stage and yeah. they go behind, you know, backstage. They, and they're going to have to walk off, right. yeah, walk through you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, like, yeah, like a lot of people just, like... Uh, I'm, I've been to shows where they just, like, they're, the you know... Thank you. Good night. And they're like, just walk up to the front of the, where this merch table's at. And it's like, cause there's nowhere else to go. Like, it, you know, so that's the fun thing about old rock house for sure. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask you this as we kind of wrap things up. Um, end of the day, you know, when you're all finished, you know, this question's coming. Um, you know, what, what do you want out of all this stuff? You know, whenever you're, Sitting there with Stacy on the porch and just reminiscing about stuff and yeah. like you know because I know I'm going to do it even if it's just little bitty pictures that that are on Facebook that eventually I'm going to have printed and framed you know on my wall and just looking at things of different guests that I've had and this and that and and you know just reminiscing about things what do you want out of this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like constantly evolving and constantly changing and so there's um ultimately i i would love to um you know be able to make a living doing this being uh making a company if i could feeling so bad if i could uh somehow make music and uh you know all this uh, a career and be have a, make a comfortable living um doing just that that would be uh very ideal uh but you know there's so many of my friends out there that are making the music that aren't even making a living doing it so mm-hmm. uh you know it's just it's it's a tricky business for sure and then it's like well, all of us have a different some different hustles and stuff there are a couple different things that we're trying to juggle and make it all possible and stuff so um i'd love to you know, being more involved, whether, you know, a, a venue or, or have my own, you know, have my own venue or some, or something like that. Do you, I mean, all this is long-term, you know, this is where, yeah. uh, where I w- would love to see the vision go with something, you know, just be more hands-on and more and curate something of my own, you know, like uh, just uh, have a bar or a restaurant or whatever, you know, something Something like that, where I can start bringing all my hosting my own shows and bringing my friends in there to play, and then you know do uh, so people. I want people to something like that where people know like, oh, we can always go to Shane's. He's always got good music and or whatever you know something like that where I can just essentially 
curate the podcast as a, a real life, uh, you know, venue option. So, um, and, uh, I feel like right now, a lot of what I'm doing is, is, you know, and, and I feel you're probably in a, in a similar position is, is more of the less than networking, you know, we're building all these contacts and we're, we're meeting people and we're, you know, just eventually I'll, I'll want to tie all my strings together and, and make, you know, here, here, I find uh, this is what I've been working at for the last, uh, you know, 20, 30 years and whatever it is. So, um, you know, that's kind of the, the, the idea, I guess, I don't know where, where I kind of see things and I'm hoping, uh, this year maybe kind of, a step in, in that direction, sort of. Um, I'm working on. We're very in the very early stages of everything, but hopefully building a home this year. And I, ideally, I would like to get to a spot there uh, where I can like host house concerts, like you know, intimate mm-hmm. twenty, thirty people in a living my living room, kind of hanging out and. Have some of my friends come out and play, and you know everybody throw in ten, twenty bucks, whatever, something like that. Uh, I'd like to also there uh, build out a kind of a space in the basement, like a studio, and have for the podcast, and start doing stuff like that. Um, so hoping that will all be um, you know something that's, and then hopefully I feel like uh, where I'm at, they're kind of in the middle between Columbia and St. Louis, that I can get a lot of national you know tour, people that are touring through town and stuff like they can come crash at my house and spend the night and do a ho- you know host a show a rock and roll airbnb yeah, right <laughs> uh, you know put put them up uh you know save them in the night in a hotel put them up in my house and in a guest bedroom and uh host a concert you know if they want to do that if we can do that too and like and have some people out and um you know these are this is all kind of in the vision like what i want would like to do man so like um you know, I have a lot of friends that tour the country doing this, so it'd be fun to have if I can. Well, help. especially, I mean, you know, you get, you know, they're not unless they're hugely successful, they're not making a ton of money. So spending yeah. a uh, spending money on a hotel room and 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 breakfast or whatever, you know, would go greatly with sure. you know everybody. Like, hey, man, you're cool with me, you know, if you if you want, sit down and do an interview or whatever, and. You know, you guys can crash here and, you know, take a day off or whatever. And, you know, we'll hook you up with breakfast and whatever, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, that would go real far with a lot of people. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. So I'm, that's all. I mean, I'm just trying to, um, uh, be hospitable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, I know what, uh, I know these people go through a lot and like, you know, trying to, trying to share their art with everybody. So if I can be something, you know, um, uh, help them out along the way and, you know, give my hand then uh, I'll do that. So, um, so that's sort of what, uh, where I'm at right now and where I want to go. Like I want to just keep growing that and, uh, you know, steps uh, along the way. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this will be a kind of a step in the right direction for sure. I think you're getting there, you know, yeah. I mean, every, <laughs> we're both here for the long haul. So, yeah. you know, it's, right. it's not, we know it's not going to happen tomorrow, but you know, uh, just the relationships that I've made in in the past six months are just incredible. And it just, and I'll even repeat this again. And if you're, you've heard me say it before, when John Harrington said, Hey man, start taking yourself seriously. Cause everybody else is, you know, and it means a lot. I, I think I have, I have somewhat similar goals. Um, 
you know, I want to put on Beyond FM events. You know, I, I would you know, someday maybe have a Beyond FM festival, you know, where it's maybe almost to the, some speaking, our newest sponsor, Inkspot, um, you know, to the, to the extent of being another version of the Inkspot blog party or, or something like that. But long term, hopefully I can make it to where, um, you know, I don't have quite as much time as you do because <laughs> you're younger than me. But, you know, I, I've, you know, I'll look at it like, <clears throat> okay, I got 20 more years doing this. If, if everyone feels that I'm relevant enough, um, I would like to um, get to the point where at least in this part of town to um, bring um, be kind of a, uh, I don't even want to say manager necessarily, but um, bring uh, bring the newer artist out into, into the spotlight. Um, I always picture that I would like to be um, kind of like a, a Clive Davis type thing where I find all these great, you know, acts and maybe not take them to stardom nationally, but at least... St. Louis wise where I introduce them to the right people and and make sure that I, the right people are getting to hear their music and hopefully something happens with them if I make money off it that's great if I don't that's great too you know it'll be it'll just be fun and I would feel at the end of the day like I'm you know I've done done what I was supposed to do All right and that's what I've ultimately always ever done is share new music, you know, and that that's the important part to me. Um, at the end of the day, also, I want the people that believed in me and, and, and that have uh, came into my life as part of this part of my life, that they find something that's rewarding out of it, whether it just be just with this or they've moved on and done something because of this. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to, mm-hmm. just seeing that and seeing how that develops, you know, even if it's, you know, something like even if Jeff and Jen, you know, I mean, they, they're still young and learning what they need to do, but I would like to see them 10 years down the line of like, you know, really doing something that it really affects their lives more than what I'm doing now. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think we, we, we both uh, just want the best for our city, for our friends, and for our, uh, you know, all the bands and everything. We all just uh, yeah. trying to live. I mean, when I started all this, I just wanted to be a part of things, right. you know, other than that. You know, if I, I thought I was just going to get lucky and do this for a year, maybe a couple months, and meet some people and, and do some interviews and maybe get backstage or maybe get, you know, merch or whatever and just hang out and that's it you know but it's become a lot bigger <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm very proud of it and i just want to see it get bigger and bigger not only for me but for the artists that we promote sure. for the friends that we have and you know just one big happy family yeah man yeah let's make it happen man let's do it let's do some cool shit this year i'm sick of uh sitting around you know i'm i am i, I am too i mean yeah. it's not even the pandemic stuff is, has sucked, but it just seemed like, this. and it's not even that it got that cold or anything. It just it seems as like this winter's just been long, right? And it hasn't been. It just feels like it, you know. 
I don't know if it's because this is the work I've been doing or just right now it's just been so cold or whatever, but it's just like, or just maybe, maybe it's just my age. It's like, I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of this. I want, you know, and I'm not even a person that likes sunshine. I just want it to be warm enough where we can all sit in the shade and have a good time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> So, uh, um, you know, follow Dan Marcello from story of the year on, mm-hmm. and they just played uh Kraken fest in Orlando, Florida yesterday or two, whatever, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, uh, so they posted like he was on stage, like, Hey, you know, we're cracking in. Like it's an outdoor music festival in the middle of February, you know? And I'm like, man, I'm so jealous right now that I, you know, that, uh, being like, we're here in the ice and they're sitting in uh, Orlando, Florida at 70 degrees in an outdoor music festival. And I was like, we we messed up. We, uh, <laughs> sounds like you know, I should have did the yeah. the best of everything, Miami. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, uh, you know it would be uh, super cool. Man, I wish we had, could do something like that. But it unfortunately, um, Mother Nature has different plans for us uh, in the winter around here in February. That's that's it makes us who we are. Right. You know that's yep. bottom line. Winter sucks, but it's it's. There's worse winters other places. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, so we can't really complain of having sure. two or three snow yeah. days yeah. In, in, in three months where yeah. people are shut down for a month, you know, yeah. or have feet of snow. We're like, we complain because we get an inch, you know. <laughs> we just can't drive to work for a day. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah man. Let's, uh, summer's coming. More cool shit on the way. Let's, uh, I want to I do a lot more events, like you, just like you've been saying, too. So hopefully... We can partner up and make some things happen this year. We can, and we will. Yep. It'll be special. And yep. Have some good food and good drinks and good friends. How about oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Well, Tone, it's been a fun day, man. I'm glad uh, that we did this. It's been super cool. Me too. Um, Want to plug anything? Uh, website and all that stuff, even though we, I mean, we're doing this simultaneously. So Yeah. Well if you're listening on uh Beyond FM you can find Rock Paper Podcast on all your uh different podcast apps wherever you uh get, you get your fine podcasting at and uh rockpaperpodcast.com. Right. Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm on all that stuff. It's all me. And if you're listening on Rock Paper Podcast, um you can go to Beyond FM twenty four dash seven dot com. Um that is our website. Um basically you can really have access to anything beyond FM there. Um, we also have our very own 24 hour radio station, which is called beyond FM 24 dash seven. Um, you can download the app for, uh, Android and iOS. Um, if you do not know how to do that, um, there's actually, uh, the QR codes on our website for that. Um, our website is much better if you use a PC than if you use the phone, but the phone version is okay. Still, um, at our website, you can catch a, a concert calendar for all the local shows that uh, I that hit my radar. Um, also, you can listen to the radio station. You can we have a track of the week. Um, right now, we have a poll on there for the best punk rock artist in St. Louis, and a couple other things, some pictures and whatnot. And also, we have uh, where you can listen to previous episodes. Um, so it's all right there. And we look forward to everything that's coming. We we have a lot of cool stuff coming. We just can't really announce anything because nothing is official All right. yet. But eventually, 
hopefully, and I'll say this, that we will be doing local shows in the back room here at Gaslight sooner or later. Yeah. There's a lot of logistics involved that don't involve necessarily me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, there's a lot of a lot of us waiting on moving parts to, you know. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we, you know, if we both had a million dollars in our pocket apiece, we'd be doing a lot of cool stuff, (laughs) but we don't. We're just two guys with big ideas and no money, (laughs) but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll work it in. But I appreciate your friendship and getting to know you and, uh, you know, our, 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 uh, combined appreciation for independent media. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you, Tony. This has been uh, the T-Bone and Shane show. T-Bone right? and Shane show. And we'll leave you uh, with uh, an artist that's coming, uh, uh, releasing uh, their new uh, multiple EPs. I guess this is going to be one of their multiple EPs that they're going to release this year. But this is uh, a, a band called And They Rise. And if if you've never heard them, they're fantastic. Um and they are very seasoned, and I do believe they recorded all this at at their own house right. too. Yeah, if I remember a previous episode of where we've both interviewed them a couple of times, so I, I believe they recorded this at their home studio. So sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I love these guys. Uh, great guys uh, personally, and then but I love the music too. So that's uh, even better. So gotcha. Yeah, they, uh, but it's been fun to to watch them. So yeah. So what we'll do. Because if you, since this isn't live, we can we can adjust this in. So they're releasing stuff on Friday. So why don't me and you collectively try to release this on Friday, so that way it kind of matches together, and then uh, we'll play one of the new tracks, or maybe we'll just a couple new tracks off the new stuff for them today. All right. Okay. That works for me. Sounds good. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to Rob Paper Podcast and Beyond FM and supporting us. And we will see you around town. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Good night. Bye. Hey everybody, we're on the rise. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Bury my face. Smothered in grief, I drift away. Light up the sky Sheltered from truth I wither and die Hold me tight Close my eyes As the fire Burns us alive i
Yeah.